Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. How about we heat things up tonight? Mm, how so? Get a little fresh. Add some steam, sizzle, and spice. <laughs> Wait, you're talking about going to Outback again, aren't you? Fire things up at Outback Steakhouse. For a limited time, try our Bloomin' Fried Shrimp. Or get fresh with our new strawberry salad. Go big with our bone-in ribeye. Or the filet and grilled shrimp on the barbie. Then cool off with a cucumber crush or peanut koala. Try them all before they're gone. Let's Outback. Okay. Hello, everybody. Welcome to your very favorite Bronze Age comic book podcast, Flea Market Fantasy. I'm your co-host, Michael, and as always, I'm joined by... Michael Dell of the LCS Hockey Radio Show. That's right, and this week it is my pick. So I decided to finally review an issue featuring the Amazon Ace Wonder Woman <laughs> number 288. Is that a real nickname for the of Amazon Ace? Of course it is. Of course it is. She has many, but that's my favorite. <laughs> All right, and this is from uh, 1982. Now, Mike, yo, looking back over the history of Flea Market Fantasy and your uh, your previous picks, we've mm. had uh, Mr. Miracle. That's uh, right. The Superboy and uh, Batman thing, Brave and the Bold or whatever. Yep. Um, Doctor Who. Doctor Who, yes. Uh, Grant Morrison, yep. Sandman. Sandman, of course. Neil Gaiman. There's been a lot of terrible comic books. I will say that this might be the dumbest comic book of them all. This is not good. This is not great. I will. <laughs> this I will, is so bad. <laughs> it's and even worse. It took me like 45 minutes to read. <laughs> Why it's, did you pick this issue? Because I wanted to pick Wonder Woman, and I know that we all love Roy the Boy Thomas. <laughs> I, I think I think I've uh, detected the the problem. Roy well, Thomas. <laughs> yeah, that could be it. Well, I mean, I used to, as a kid, I used to love Roy Thomas, but with each year that goes by, I like him less and less. And from, I think we've reviewed, what, two comics before this, right? We did uh, All-Star Squadron. What was the other one? Well, he did that Fantastic Four with the big monkey, oh, which yeah, is awesome. that's right. Because it had a big, This that's what this book needs, a big monkey. If it had uh, a big monkey, yeah. this would be great. At one point, I was going to reread, or read, actually, every Fantastic Four, but after reading that big monkey issue, <laughs> I have excised it from my to-read list. So. Yeah, this is rough. This is rough. Well, we'll get into it in a bit. But uh, So, Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. Do you remember in Canada, did they have the Linda Carter Wonder Woman? Do I own the entire series on DVD? Yes. <laughs> Well, that's not what I was asking, but all right, okay. that's good to know. <laughs> yeah, of course. I'm a, I'm a big Linda Carter fan, Michael. Everyone is, yep. Now, nowadays, you got the Gal Gadot as Wonder yeah. Woman. I believe it's Gal Gadot. That's ridiculous. We're, we're going to go is. with Gadot. We're going to go with Gadot. Uh, so, do you prefer Gal Gadot or <laughs> Linda Carter? Uh, as much as I love Linda Carter, I 
I, I, I love Linda Carter, but I'm in love with Gal Gadot. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm clearly in the camp of Linda Carter. Because uh, Gal Gadot. Carter. Carter. Too, too skinny. Too skinny to be Wonder Woman, right? You think so? I don't know. I mean, do you really think that Linda Carter was, like, buff? She's beefy, yeah. Was she? She's okay. big. She's big. But uh, I don't know. Yeah, Goodell's great. But uh, mm. I don't know. Of the two, I'd take Linda Carter. So that's hmm, interesting. Okay. Just me. What can I say? All right. So uh, Wonder Woman. Now, did you read Wonder Woman when you were a child, Michael? I read a few issues for sure. Like I read uh, a few pre-crisis issues and a few post-crisis issues by George Perez for sure. Yep. Did you, did you ever feel less of a man for reading Wonder Woman? Not at all. Why would I? <laughs> I don't know. It just seems like when you're a kid and you're reading, a, uh, you buy a book with a girl. Come on. Really? Uh, well, maybe in the homophobic '80s, but I mean, <laughs> that'd be like saying if a girl reads Spider-Man that she's lesbian, right? I know. I'm just saying, like when you're kids, though, that you didn't think that way. Like when you're a kid, you're like, oh, a girl comic? Uh, I, really. I don't want to read that. No, I oh, was pretty. Right. I was pretty woke in the you. '80s. Yep. <laughs> like hell. Always been woke. Yep. Like hell. Uh, so uh, Wonder Woman, her real name here is Diana. Yep. And she's an Amazon prince or, or Amazon princess, or I guess, uh, from Paradise Island. Well, let's be clear. And, it's still Diana Prince, right? So she didn't well, drop that's her alias. prince for a while. Yeah, yeah. That's her alias. Okay, okay, true. But technically her real name is Diana, and that's it. Right. Diana and Amazon from Paradise Island. And on Paradise Island, Michael, nothing but ladies. Nothing yeah. Nothing but ladies. Big, beautiful ladies. And uh, she... In her real life, uh, Diana Prince says the alias, uh, she's worked as an Air Force intelligence officer, a NASA astronaut. I did not know that. She was a mm -hmm. NASA astronaut at one point. Are you aware of this? Uh, yeah, in different versions for sure, yeah. I think I knew uh, about that one. She was a United Nations guide. Huh. And she owned a mod fashion store. That was when That's... she had the white suit. <laughs> That's what I want to read. I want to read her owning a fashion store. I don't think you do. It's by Denny O'Neill. Trust me, you don't want to read it. <laughs> Her first appearance was in All-Star Comics 8, 1942. Right. And she was created by William Moulton Marston, and the artist was Harry G. Peter. Right. And do you know about this Marston fellow? I know that uh, he was in a, quote, experimental relationship, <laughs> right, with his wife and his yeah. mistress. Wild, wild stuff. Uh, Marston was a psychologist, and he actually invented the polygraph machine. This is true. The old, the old yeah. lie detector. And he based the character of Wonder Woman on his wife and fellow psychologist, Elizabeth, and their live-in lover, Olive Byrne. Mm -hmm. It's always nice to have a live-in lover. <laughs> yeah. Sign me up for one of those. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, their relationship was uh, detailed in the film, in the 2017 film, Professor Marston and the Wonder Woman. Have you watched that? Of course. I watched it as well. Really? I saw cool. It, yeah, I saw it about a year or so ago. Um, I mean, it's a fine, it's a decent movie. It's yeah, solid it's fine. Enough. Yep, yeah, definitely. But uh, some wild, wild stuff. <laughs> Although I heard uh, the relatives were upset because they say that Olive and Elizabeth did not have a sexual relationship at all. Really? That it was just uh, the guy... Uh, having two eyes, basically. Oh, really? That kind of wrecks everything, yeah, that, doesn't it? Yeah, <laughs> I know. So I'm just going to pretend that they didn't say right. that. Uh -huh. That does kind of ruin things. 
especially one scene in particular. All right, so uh, <laughs> getting back to uh, Marston and his original uh, view of Wonder Woman, that uh, her mother is Queen Hippolyta. Yeah. Hippolyta? Hippolyta? Yeah, I'm not and, sure. Hippolyta. And because there's no men, there are no men on uh, Paradise Island, and she wanted a child, uh, so she carved Diana out of a, made a clay statue of Diana, and then prayed to the gods, and the gods made the statue come to life. And that's right. Diana. Yeah. Now later, Michael, they they changed that, right? They yes, actually, uh, I believe it was Brian Azzarello that changed that, and I really liked his run, but I hated the fact that they changed the origin because I like it the way it is. Uh, yeah, I guess they made it like her dad was Zeus, right? Yeah, Zeus exactly. Now, Which... the the problem with researching DC comics, like I was, I wanted to research some of the minor characters in this book as well, but dude, oh, every history is so convoluted. Yes. It, it's so fucking, it's so messy. Because they uh, because, reboot everything every five or ten yes. years. Yes. So it's like no point even looking into these characters' backgrounds because it's all crazy. Like, uh, Michael, some people say that this Diana that we're reading here in today's book, because again, you get into Earth 2 and Earth 1. Mm-hmm. Like, did Earth 2 Wonder Woman die during Crisis? Oh, this is a loaded question. Okay. L- let me, I'll give the fastest version possible. If you consider the Earth-1 version of Wonder Woman to have begun around the late 50s, right? Yeah, then, well, let me just say this. Some people say that the first uh, Earth-1 Wonder Woman was in issue 98, 1958. Right, that was her new origin. Because, but, yeah, there are slight black background changes and uh, whatever. But, right. Uh, however, when the TV show came out, since the TV show was set during World War II with her fighting Nazis... They changed the comic over to have Wonder Woman in World War II fighting Nazis and basically just said, oh, we're just going to show the Earth 2 Wonder Woman for like a year, right? Then when season two of Wonder Woman went back to the present day, they're like, okay, now we're going to jump back to the present day, uh, 1977 Wonder Woman or whatever year it was, okay? So then that went on for another 10 years or eight years. When the crisis happened, this is what's... If you thought Crisis was confusing, Wonder Woman's was even more confusing because with every other character, they basically just went back and redid their origin, right, and tweaked it a little bit. With Wonder Woman, in the actual story in uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths number, I think, 12, she gets zapped with this laser from the anti-monitor, right? But they actually take the time to explain that the laser does not kill her. It sends her back in time, devolves her back into mud so that she can be reborn and like start her life again. <laughs> yes. It falls her into mud. <laughs> right. But at the same time, the Earth 1, one or sorry, mm-hmm. the Earth 2 Wonder Woman, who's now gray-haired and old, she gets her happy ending and gets to live on Paradise Island with the uh, Amazonians happily ever after. However, because DC did not really figure out a master plan when Crisis was done, as soon as that issue came out, they never mentioned the Earth 2 Wonder Woman again. And when they did the George Perez reboot, they never mentioned the time travel thing again. They just started from scratch. And whereas they, like John Byrne's reboot, 
explained what happened to Superman in the past. So Superman's career still began a few years ago. Batman began a few years ago. But as of 1987, Wonder Woman's career began in the present of 1987. So whenever they referred to old Justice League stories, they would always show Superman, Batman, Flash, Green Lantern. But instead of showing Wonder Woman, since she wasn't around then, they had to show Black Canary. So they had to revise all the old stories. It was a complete mess. Why do people put up with this nonsense? Like, why well, do they still read this bullshit? They this don't. Crazy. A lot, of, a, lot of the, a lot of the old time fans jump ship, right? And then new fans come in, and then the new Fifty Two happened, and a lot of fans jump ship, and then new fans come in, and and then you, and now you have warring factions, right? Like, there's a whole generation of people that think John Burns Superman is the be all end all, and I I hated it, so I I want I prefer the pre crisis Superman, right? So the the downside is. Is whereas with Marvel, there's really only, you know, one version of Spider-Man, one version of FF. In DC, you've got different factions of people that all think their version is the right one. So it's a huge problem. Well, you know, the only way to solve this, Michael. What's that? Reboot it again. You Let's got it. it Woo! <laughs> and give Good everyone idea. different origins. Yep. Holy hell. All right. So uh, getting back to the original Wonder Woman origin, like uh, after Queen Hippolyta created her from the... Uh, the mud, <laughs> the dirt, the clay statue. Uh, she, they, they, uh, she was raised up on a, on uh, Paradise Island among the Amazons, and then uh, a fellow named Steve Trevor, Colonel Steve Trevor, his plane got shot down, and she rescued him. She swam out and rescued him and brought him back to the island. The first man ever brought to Paradise Island. Look out! Yeah, that's trouble. And. Uh, I guess there's more stories here, like uh, because they knew that the Nazis were bad and a big threat to humanity. So Queen Hippolyta agreed to let uh, Diana leave the island and defend uh, the world against the Nazis. Right? Is that right. basically the premise? Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. But wasn't there also a uh, some sort of a competition? They're going to decide who to send because Queen Hippolyta did not want to send her daughter. Right. And right. 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 They had some big competition, and uh, Diana wore a mask. So they couldn't tell <laughs> right. it was her. And then when she won the competition, she took the mask off. And Queen right. Hippolyta said, all right, you tricked me. But I the guess, thing uh, is, yeah, the, the cool thing is, is in the George Perez version, she wears like a full face helmet, right? That covers up her face. So it kinda, it's kind of logical why she would put it on. But in the original 1942 version, it's just like a little mask like Robin wore, like a little domino mask, <laughs> you know? So well. why did her mother not recognize her? But whatever. <laughs> So that's how she uh, joined the the world of man to go mm-hmm. defend against the Nazis. And uh, yeah, I don't even remember the TV show fighting Nazis. Oh yeah, the re- first season. Oh, it was the best. Yep. I just remember it in the modern day. Uh huh. And Linda Carter spinning around. Great yeah. stuff. She thought of that, eh? <laughs> oh, great. That's yeah, they're awesome. like, yeah, we need a we need like a good visual to show her changing her co- into her costume. So she, uh-huh. I think she used to do ballet, so she came up with that. <laughs> Yeah, that is a good visual. Yeah. Um, all right, so Wonder Woman's powers, Michael. This also gets tricky. Uh, it seems like her powers have changed over the years. Yep. Like nowadays, it seems like she's the strongest person ever. Like she can do anything. She right. Just, um, Bef- oh, before you say anything, did I tell you that they're reboot DC's rebooting again? Like literally, like right now, <laughs> they're rewriting their history so that Wonder Woman is the first superhero. Oh my goodness. But anyway, continue. Gert. <laughs> <laughs> I guess the original premise was she got all her powers from the various gods. 
like her, she can run like Hermes. Uh, she's as strong as Hercules. Actually, stronger than Hercules, mm-hmm. which I think is a little ridiculous. Um, but so yeah, all the gods and their powers, she has them. Mm-hmm. And like in Athena, like she's so beautiful, like Aphrodite and stuff, and cunning like Athena. So uh, th- that's a good premise. But now, over the years, she's evolved, and uh, now she can fly, right? She can yes. fly? Big mistake, yep. Yeah, I don't like that at all. No, she used to uh, be able to just drift on, what's it called? Like air, air, <laughs> air currents. currents. Right. <laughs> so stupid. They Much do that more in this issue. <laughs> that makes no sense. I could just drift on air currents. I love what? it. Uh, but in the old days, Michael, she had an invisible jet, the invisible yeah, plane. That's right. Now, does she still have that today? She uh, fly. Yeah, she they, they got rid of it because they took themselves too seriously and then they eventually brought it back. The idea that she can fly is just terrible. It is That's because it's just too powerful and too much like Superman. Yeah, and I guess she can also run really fast like the Flash and I think that's terrible. That's it's stupid, just, yeah. Yeah. Keep keep these heroes individual, you know? Right. Um, so the invisible plane though, did they ever explain why it had to be invisible? <laughs> No, I don't think so. <laughs> because she, you can still see her like sitting in a chair. So it's like she's just flying. Yeah, uh, it's kind of ridiculous, I know. I think in some versions you can't see her either, but I'm not sure. Okay. Oh, that would be much better. Right. But usually in the comic book, they just show like an invisible plane, like the outline of a plane, and she's just sitting there. So it looks ridiculous. Um, right, right. Uh, also, from what I read, Michael, apparently Queen Hippolyta told... Uh, Diana, that, that this invisible plane existed in the world in three parts, and if she like put them together, she could have a plane. Oh, really? Were you aware of this? No, I never knew that. That's pretty cool, though. And, but I guess the invisible plane is supposed to represent like, uh, uh, what, what's that unicorn got? Pegasus. Pegasus, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's like the the real world uh, version of Pegasus. So hmm. I don't know. Anyway, so that's the invisible plane. She also has a, a lasso of truth. Right. She can spin that lasso around you, and, and you and you gotta tell the truth. Can't lie. Mm-hmm. No lying, Michael. Mm-hmm. So if like she put the lasso around you, you would have to admit that Marvel's better than DC. <laughs> sure. And she also she also has bracelets. She wears these bracelets mm-hmm. that uh, can deflect bullets. Or they're bulletproof. Now, is she herself bulletproof or just she has to always block the bullets with the bracelet? She, in the old days at least, she always had to block the bullets. Yeah. So. Seems hard. Yeah, like, but really I mean. really hard to do. It, it makes it a little bit more challenging, right? Like she's got to actually like, yeah. be quick enough to like deflect those bullets. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. But nowadays, is she bulletproof? I, I don't know. Again, when, I, when I'm <laughs> reading these so histories, much. like if I'm reading through these histories, once it gets to like mid '90s, I just tune out, you know. Because uh, I was wondering, like, can she be cut or bleed? But apparently, depending on what version you are, she can be cut and can bleed if, like, you know, the, the strength and the the weapon is strong enough. Mm. Yeah, I figured. But who knows? Um, what else about her? Oh, she also has a tiara that she wears, at least in the old days, and she could throw it like a weapon. Mm-hmm. They got rid of that, huh? <laughs> I don't think yeah. she's a tiara anymore. I, yeah, I think she does, yep. Really? Yep. Huh. And, of course, her greatest weapon of all this, Star Spangled Underpants. You got That's it. the best weapon. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think of anything else about uh, Wonder Woman and her powers. 
Uh, it seems so, like there's other stuff she could well, do. Well, also if she's if her hands are bound together by a man, she oh, loses yeah. all her power. Yeah. Yeah, that's the other thing about the bracelets. Like if, uh, and by the way, Olive Byrne, Marston's living lover, used to wear bracelets like that. That's what inspired it. Ooh, um, really? But but yeah, in the old days, <clears throat> specifically, like if a man bound her by chains, she lost mm-hmm. all her powers. But they tied the bracelets together. Uh, a little little freaky, a little. Uh, little kinky stuff I gotta there. say though these old characters there was so much like their powers are so complex whereas you know like I love the X-Men but with each X-Men it's usually just one thing you know like oh well I can you know like uh, I, I can shoot lasers or I can make things hot but with the Wonder Woman she's got like 15 different powers I think it's pretty cool <laughs> see I think it's worse <laughs> I don't oh, know I love it. I love it. it's too convoluted too confusing um so that's the Wonder Woman, and that's her history. Like we said, there's some other characters in here. Uh, Steve Trevor, the fellow that she loves. Uh, and the, wow, is his backstory fucked up. Steve Trevor. Are you aware about, like, the, oh the Steve Trevor we see in this issue isn't exactly Steve Trevor. It's like a that, Steve Trevor from another universe. I, I tried to read that. It's like, yeah, he dies, then they bring in this one, then he <laughs> dies, then they forget about him, and then there's another one, and yeah, it's a mess. Total yeah, it's mess. so stupid. Then she has a buddy named uh, like Etta Candy. Is That's that her right. name? Yeah, Etta Candy. And this lady's been around forever. Right. And again, I like she started way back in the day in Wonder Woman. But uh, she's like her roommate, and she works with her at the Pentagon. Right. And her last name is Candy because she's fat and likes to eat. Right. <laughs> what a coincidence, <laughs> eh? Uh, we also encounter someone named the Silver Swan. And this is her right. first uh, appearance. So that's exciting, right? Yep. Yeah. All right. So I guess that's all about Any else about Wonder Woman we need to, before we get into the comic? Uh, only that I, I'm sure we're going to mention this, but this is actually the first issue uh, where she gets the WW on her chest. Before that, it was just oh, the, oh, yeah, the yeah, Eagle. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I wanted to mention. Uh, that That's the big uh, deal about this issue is her, uh, I guess her corset or her halter or whatever yeah. you want to say. Yeah. Uh, she uh, gets the new logo of the WW, and that stands for Wonder Woman Foundation. WWF. Right. Not to be confused with the World Wrestling Federation. <laughs> right. Which right. would be so much better if, like, she had a picture like the Iron Sheik on her top. That would That'd be funny. So awesome. And uh, the the new logo actually premiered in DC Comics Presents issue 41, also in 1982. And then this uh, issue here, like, continues that story. And we get a flashback and stuff. So, all right, Michael. So let's look at the cover. Uh, Lookout World Wonder Woman is busting loose. So yeah, we've got busting the new loose. Wonder Woman logo with the WWF, <laughs> um, and then it says the sensational new. So oh yeah, I I said that wrong. It's Lookout World, the sensational new Wonder Woman is busting loose, and then it's but I don't, I don't blame you for saying it wrong because this cover is very busy. There's Very things. busy, yes. <laughs> There's blurbs and language all right. over the place. Yeah, then it says right below that, courtesy of Roy Thomas, Gene Colan, and Romeo Tangel. Is it Tangel or... Yeah, I guess it's Tangel. Eh, Tangle? Tangle. <laughs> no idea. Tangle, yeah. He's the anchor. So Wonder mm-hmm. Woman is kind of like... <laughs> I don't know what she's doing. She's flipping a guy with like one hand like he's she's holding him by the neck and like yeah kinda, and he's she, upside it, down right it looks yeah. like she's just knocked over two other guys and there's another guy right behind her like down on his hands and knees there's an there's a 
three other people shooting or four other people shooting him, shooting her. And one of them is, is holding a gun yet also looking at the reader and saying, and this time nothing will stop her. So <laughs> yeah, at first I kind of thought maybe he's a reporter, but no, he's another gunman. Yeah. He's another gunman. He's got a revolver in his right hand. And, right. And again, four people shooting at her, but she's able to deflect them all with one bracelet. Man, yeah. come on guys, mix up your, your, uh, your aim, you know? Right. Some sh- shoot at her knees, some go for her head. You'll be able to hit her. Yeah. Right. Um, but yeah, this cover is weird. It's, uh, the, the background's all white. And I don't know. I, I do not like the cover. Well, first, <laughs> let's quickly mention, have we reviewed a Gene Colan comic before? Yes, we have. Uh, the Submariner issue, he did it. Oh, yes. See, Gene Colan is very well-liked, but he's never been one of my favorites. Uh, I love Gene Colan. Really? I love Gene Colan. But I will say uh, that his work here is okay. It's not the best. Not just in the cover, but in the issue. And I, I, I think uh, the problem is that his art does not match Wonder Woman. That um, could be. Well, also, like, I think he, he was better in his, you know in the 60s. But anyway. But uh, a couple of weeks ago, we did that new Mutants issue with Bale Sienkiewicz. And his right. art was a perfect match for that book. Like just true, the tone true. of the book. And Gene Colan is very atmospheric and moody and like uh, shadowy and right. like very good for like horror books right. and that kind of stuff. I just do not think it's a good match with a Wonder Woman book. Could be true. Like, like Wonder Woman should be lively and bright and you know. right, right. This but, is true. Yeah. So anyway, we can talk about that later. So yeah, not a big fan of the cover. Uh, but then we get into the uh, splash page here, and there's more. Uh, she was. They give her her backstory and Wonder Woman with the new logo. What do you think of that new logo, Michael? The two uh, W's. You mean like the actual logo of the book or on her chest? On her chest. Uh well, I mean, when I was a kid, that was her logo, so I like it. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, that's what I always thought it was. I guess before this, it was kind of like an eagle. Right, right. And that's the thing is that I also, when I got into DC and like after Crisis, I thought, oh well, obviously. The Earth One Wonder Woman had the the W, and the Earth Two Wonder Woman had the Eagle. But no, she had the Eagle all the way up until eighty two, which I didn't realize. Yeah, like this is when I think Wonder Woman. This is the, just what I'm used to seeing her as. So, right, right. Um, it seems fine to me. So the big splash page, Swan Song, is the title of the issue, and we see Wonder Woman stomping right toward the camera. Um, and look, Michael, she she's beefy, like she's an Amazon woman. She's a skinny Gal Gadot. She's Thick. Yeah. And, uh, Just like Linda again, Carter, right. And again, this issue is written by Roy Thomas, uh, drawn by Gene Colan. And we see like uh, the different hospital uh, personnel like acting, reacting to seeing Wonder Woman walk in the hospital. And uh, man, this stuff's got to go, Roy Thomas. Kind <laughs> of, he does this throughout the issue, like just random people looking at Wonder Woman and right. commenting on her. And it's just so terrible. Like, you mean, I can't believe it. Wonder Woman here in Metro General Hospital? and uh, Yeah, yeah, like, that's fine. But then you get, like, three other ones. Um, Never mind that, nurse. Just get me an autograph. Yeah. And then then the guy's, like, in the thought bubble, wonder if she's booked up for the weekend. Yes, that's the one that's really bad. Really, really bad. And and again, it's not just one time. He does that repeatedly throughout the issue. (laughs) And then, and then yeah, this other woman asked for an autograph, uh, and she's like, uh, and could you make it out to 
Ralph with, and then she kind of just brushes her off. I'm sorry, maybe later. And then the woman's like, well, isn't she the stuck-up celebrity? Who does she think she is? Bo Derek? <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. But anyway. But Mike L., the reason why Wonder Woman's being so uh, cold to the fans is, again, she's in a hospital emergency room, and she's going to see that her uh, her, her uh, true love there, Steve Trevor, is fighting for his life with a head injury. Right. And so you can understand if she's uh, distracted and not wanting to sign autographs. Right, right, so, right. So we get some, uh, you know, panels of uh, flashbacks. It's actually like a montage, yeah. Yeah. Of the various. As what soon they as did. I saw this flashback, I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I gotta read this. Because <laughs> uh, I, I, I thought it was like the first issue. I forgot about the. Because this is all flashing back to DC Comics Presents, Presents number 41, yeah. the previews. It's like, oh, shit. Okay. So, yeah, we find out that she was on this mission. Uh, <laughs> because, again, for the, our longtime listeners, Michael's always trying to find, like, a one-issue self-contained right? story. It's, and <laughs> yeah. I've yet to find one. But, anyway. Um, so, we flash back to her on this mission with uh, Steve Trevor. And this is where we're introduced to the MacGuffin of the issue, the briefcase, right? So Steve has this briefcase full of secret documents. And uh, so they're wrestling with these bad guys. And basically, she defeats the or yeah, she defeats the bad guys. And then these girls that are there are like, hey, yes. uh, can you wear this, this uh, logo on your chest? It's for the Wonder Woman Foundation. And if you wear it, we'll be able to get financial backing to pr- promote equality for women everywhere. And then Roy Thomas, he's got to make it complicated. She's like, I'll think yeah. about it. And the next panel she's wearing it. You know what I mean? Like, come on. Just anyway. Well, well, no, no. Mike, yeah, it gets a little more involved than that. She says, I have to think about it. And even though Steve Trevor, the man she loves, is in the hospital with a head injury fighting for his life, she flies her invisible plane back to Paradise Island to ask her mother if she should wear okay, this halter top. Okay, that's true. That's true. <laughs> it's so dumb. Mm-hmm. And so, Holy hell. So then when she uh, – yeah. So then when she goes back, she finds out that all the Amazons have been bound by male forged chains. Uh, yeah. And uh, and then Queen Hippolyta, or Hippolyta, she's lost her magic belt, and that's the source of her strength. And then they show her fighting Hercules, who um, she ends up defeating. Yeah, she in order to get back uh, to free the Amazon women, she challenges all the gods to various contests. Right, like she has to outrun her Mercury or Hermes. Right, right. right. Uh, she bites. She she beats. Uh, she bites. She beats Hercules in his test of strength, and all kinds of stuff like that. Right, and then basically, then her mother's like, "My advice is wear the new halter for a time, <laughs> at least for the good that it may do." And she's so dumb. Like, why would Wonder Woman even like have I'll, to? It's I don't know. It's just so stupid. Well, I'll tell you why. Because DC probably figured out they couldn't copyright an eagle, but they could copyright a WW. So that's why. <laughs> but just the fact that she has to go ask her mom about it and why, even though Steve Trevor's in the hospital fighting for his life, it's just the whole thing is so. It's like, oh, women, they're so indecisive, you know. She's well, women. I mean, his head wound yeah, is mild, so. She's, yes, his you know, head wounds. Yeah. I don't know, Michael. Between you and me, if I get a head wound, it is very serious. Yeah. <laughs> it is not right. mild. I don't care that. how it's very serious. Maybe if you get a head wound, ah, who cares? But if yeah. I get a head wound, <laughs> it's very serious. I've had a few head wounds and they were all serious, so. <laughs> yes. Anyway. So now we flash back uh, after she got her mother's permission to wear the halter top. Right. She flies back to the hospital. Oh my goodness! Yeah. She walks in on uh, Steve Trevor, and he's like, he's got his head. You know, it's 
But you know it's a kind of serious head wound, Michael, because his head's wrapped in bandages. Right, so right, right. That's always a sign that it's serious. And uh, so Wonder Woman's there talking to the doctor. Ugh. Here's a question I have for you, Michael. Yeah. We know that Diana Prince and Steve Trevor are on this mission with the briefcase. We know that uh, her showing up to the hospital as Wonder Woman is causing a lot of chaos. And, it, and it's a lot of people, you know, wanting to bother her because she's Wonder Woman. Why didn't she just show up as Diana Prince? It could make it a lot easier, yeah. Probably would. Yeah. I don't know. Good question. Yeah. I guess right. because they know the readers want to see her in that outfit, right? <laughs> Yeah, that's exactly right, yeah. They want to see Wonder Woman, not Diana mm-hmm. Prince. Right. Like, uh, and then anyway. I, I got to talk about, this is, I really hate this kind of dialogue. So the doctor's like trying to like figure out what's going on. And he's like, uh, he's like, uh, where is Well, it's here? actually a woman. Oh, it's a female doctor. Pardon me. It is a woman. (laughs) (laughs) The first two panels, it looks very much like a man. Right. (laughs) Jeez. Yeah, I saw the earrings. I'm like, wait a minute. Okay. Um, So then, so then, uh, she, the doctor's like, I just wish that he's. She's talking with Steve Trevor. I just wish what he's facing now had the classic simplicity of an airplane accident. (laughs) The only. Uh, you know, basically she's, and then one was like, is, is it the head wound? And she's thinking, I mean, I know it's only mild. Right. And the doctor's like, definitely not. Or at most that's only, that only triggered whatever's happening to him. It's just almost as if he, I don't even know how to put this in medical terminology as if his body and his soul are struggling to get out of this world into another one. Uh, and of course we find that out we find out it's because he's actually from another parallel earth right like jesus christ because basically any doctor you encounter in an emergency room in any hospital they're going to think all right let's go through the checklist of what's wrong all right now next one oh yeah is his body and soul trying to struggle out of this world into the next so ridiculous let me check for that Uh, (laughs) i really hate that i really hate that anyway oh and wonder woman gives her a reply there merciful minerva right You know, I don't know if she said that. She said that said that in the show too, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I seem to remember that as being her catchphrase. Merciful Minerva and Suffering Sappho. (laughs) That's right, Suffering Sappho. Yeah, not Suffering Succotash. (laughs) No, no, no. Very different. Uh, So then she sits down and you know talks to Steve while he's unconscious. Tells yeah after the doctor leaves and stuff, so it's just her and Steve. What's that? Yeah, yeah, the doctor yeah, leaves, yeah. so right, it's just right, uh, right. Wonder Woman and Steve Trevor. Yeah, and she's like, I love you, you know, kisses him. That's actually a really good shot, all the shadows there. Yeah, and her, see, that's like Jean Cole and all the shadowy stuff. Right. And then her uh, her tear comes down her cheek and goes across uh, his nose onto his cheek. Right. And it wakes him up. Right. It wakes him up. Oh, Magic my tears, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then so well, if Linda like, Carter's kissing me, I'm waking up. I'll tell you yeah, that much. I'd also be crying. Anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> tears of joy. Uh, so then anyway, so then she's like, okay, I got to split. So uh, <laughs> yeah, she's, she's like, I got to go. Exact words. But so then, of course, we get another crowd of people as she's walking out, basically yeah. holding up things to get autographed, right? Yeah, said, uh, this one well, lady is so terrible. Right past us, like we weren't even here. Next time, let's strike out or let's stake out the Supreme Court building. I really wanted Justice O'Connor's autograph anyway. What? Uh, wah, anyway. Wah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, the reason Wonder Woman is leaving is she has to go retrieve that briefcase. Right. Because right. uh, she hid it somewhere, which again, this makes no sense. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll get to that. Th- this briefcase is so important. What should I do with it? Oh, 
Well, uh, I'm going to, well, I go fly home to ask my mother about this halter top. I'm going <laughs> to leave it in a garbage can. <laughs> I'm going to, it's so important. I'm going to hide it in a garbage can. God uh, forbid I take it with me. Yeah. You know, it's just so, it's so right. heavy. Like, it doesn't, it doesn't I, match my outfit. I'm not going to take it with me. She also could have put it in her invisible jet, but she didn't even do, think to do that. Oh, maybe anyway. I'll put it in the trunk of our car and lock it up. Nope. I want to put it in a garbage can in an alley. That'll be a good place to put it. Right, right, right. Uh, then we get a scene of her running through the streets. Again, like you said, it's like, no, the Flash runs. She should not yes. run fast. And the thing is, too, I don't know if you remember this. In the TV show, there was a lot of scenes of Linda Carter running, but it was not in super speed. Oh, it, it might as well no. have been me running. You know what I mean? Like, it's just out yeah. of breath, like normal that, speed. And that was great. Chest yeah. heaving. Yeah, Arms exactly. pumping. <laughs> Loved it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a it lot was. of clips of those and GIFs everywhere. But anyway, <laughs> chest heaving. Anyway, okay. So so she's running through the streets. Oh, yeah. Then she uses her suffering Sappho there and her thought balloons. And then she then, encounters uh, some thugs with guns. That's right. What are they trying to do? Oh, they're robbing a bank or something? Or, yeah, you know. I think so. Yep, they're robbing a bank. But then she comes in, you know, they shoot at her. She deflects the bullets. Luckily, they have a helicopter. So they start to climb away to their helicopter. But then, all of a sudden, there's a new superheroine in town. Someone yeah. flies in from out of nowhere. Holy cow, look at that. A woman. She's flying straight for the copter. Not only that, but she's a knockout. <laughs> it's a knockout. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she's a very buxom blonde lady uh, with uh, feathered wings. And this right. is the silver swan. Silver swan, silver right. Swan. So then she grabs the gunman out of the helicopter and just tosses him aside. So Wonder Woman has to kind of like, you know, grab catch him, him, catch him yeah. before he lands. And then, uh, and then she basically, the, 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 the helicopter is now like careening towards the ground. So Wonder Woman has to use her lasso to like, you know, stop it from crashing. Um, yeah, she, yeah, she lasses it up and like brings it down uh, safely in a fountain. In a, in, a, in a six inch deep fountain, right? Yes, I don't That'll stop that helicopter from right. crashing. Yeah. Womp. That's um, the sound effect. Womp. So then Silver Swan, yeah. Then Silver Swan, you know, like is like walking towards the crowd. And basically all the guys there are uh, mesmerized by her, right? Yeah. Wow. Like Wonder Woman's right there in her star-spangled underpants. And no one's looking at her. They're all right. looking at Silver Swan. Right. And Silver Swan's like, Hello, everyone. When I have your attention, I'm called the Silver Swan. I'd like to thank Wonder Woman for giving me an assist on that capture. Wow, she's beautiful. You know, and like everyone's just drooling over And then, and then the, that guy's wife is mad. Harry. Yeah, Harry. Yeah. And, then, and, then, and then the next panel, he's like, yeah, the Silver Swan. And she's like, Harry. <laughs> it's yeah. funny. And her uh, dialogue, the bubble is like, like it's like bleeding. It's oh, like, I uh, think it's supposed to be like ice. Oh, okay. I think, It's like yeah. melting or, yeah, it's icy. All right. Yeah, I think. Like giving him the cold shoulder kind of. Yeah, that seems, that seems right, yeah. Right. So then Wonder Woman wants to talk to Silver Swan, but she's like, uh, I'm rather in a hurry. Another time, she just takes off. And then the, then there's another guy, like a soldier or a cop or something. Uh, he's like, yeah, I think it's a police officer. Yeah. yeah. What a dish. She can hang out on my beat any day. That's what I would say if I saw Silver Swan. But anyway. <laughs> then Wonder Woman. She's like, uh, I better run back to that garbage can. <laughs> well, she's like, I could easily pursue her, of course, but she does have a right to her privacy. Yeah, well, that's nice of her. <laughs> Funny though, pushing. how her beauty seemed to affect those men so strongly. Are men really that shallow? Yes. Or am I just <laughs> uh, giving vent to a kind of envy I've never thought, I've always thought beneath me? 
Well, I'll worry about that later. Yeah. Wonder Woman's <laughs> jealous. She's jealous. But she goes to that alley with the garbage can where she put the briefcase. And what do you know, Michael? The briefcase is gone. That's Suffering right. Sappho. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but there's still an imp. But I, I can still see the imprint of where it lay. But it's not there. She had to clarify that. Yeah. Do we really need to see an imprint of where it lay? Or right. Just like, <laughs> right. I mean, I trust that she knew it was the right garbage can. I'm not right, going right. to question. Yeah. <laughs> and then she's like, it could have been carried off by anyone, of course, a child, a derelict. Or it could even be in the hands of agents of a foreign power. Yeah, so Wonder Woman, that might be a good idea why you don't leave briefcases in garbage cans and alleys. Maybe you should have thought of that beforehand. You're supposed to be so clever, the wisdom of Athena and all this, and you you put it in a garbage can. And then I love Uh, this, that I I kind of forgot she has a telepathic link with her jet. So she's like, calling robot plane, hover for boarding. I love that. (laughs) And she's putting her hand up like she's waving it forward, like she's, robot plane, come on. And then she flies back to – I kind of forgot this is where she worked. But, yeah, she works at the Pentagon. <laughs> I love how the invisible – they show her in the invisible jet. I love how there's, like, one control, just a giant – Yeah. yeah. It's just <laughs> – Well, you know what's funny is it started out as the invisible plane. Then it was the invisible jet. But you got to wonder, is it really running on, like, actual jet fuel or is it just magic? I, I assume it's just magic. I think magic, it's magic. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So. Anyway. <laughs> giant stick. All yeah. right. So – yeah, she works at the Pentagon. I think this is when she's in Air Force Intelligence. And when she lands, instead of spinning around like Linda Carter did, she puts her, her lasso around her and, like, pulls it up. And as the lasso goes up, she turns into Diana Prince. Yep. So that's pretty cool. So cool, yep. Yeah. And then she uh, goes into her office, and uh, Etta Candy's there, and she's caught eating chocolate, right? Because Etta Candy's fat and likes to eat. Yes, yep. she. Well, that's yeah, that's her character. She's always uh, yep. that's her character. Been a glutton, I guess you could say. Every scene she's in, she's talking about food. That's true. Very, very three dimensional. <laughs> um. So then we get this scene with a sexual uh, predator. Um, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> what's his General name? Darnell, right? Her boss. She he calls her in to ask her about the briefcase, and uh, yeah. And by the time I came back from going for help, it wasn't in the trash can. <laughs> well, you did follow Air Force protocol by putting the top secret plans in a trash can. So I can't get, I, I can't get upset. <laughs> right. And then, of course, we have this panel of as he's talking to her, he actually like hooks his middle finger into her hair. Yeah. And is, yeah, like, playing, so playing with, with her hair. Oh, my goodness. Uh, yeah, but those right. papers were important, and your story's so vague. Well, don't worry. No matter what happens, you know I'll protect you from any inquiries. But yeah, look at that. And then he puts his hand in her hair, or right. his finger in her hair. And, and she quickly says, hey, I got to go. Yeah, I got to go, General Darnell. See, and she salutes him as she's walking out the door. <laughs> oh, and at a candy, uh, as she's eating another candy bar or something, she yeah. was listening to their conversation. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Oh, she dropped a bonbon. That's all. Right. Oh, my goodness. So, Roy uh, Thomas. Roy Thomas, what are you Roy doing? Roy the boy. How about we heat things up tonight? Mm, how so? Get a little fresh. 
add some steam, sizzle and spice. <laughs> Wait, you're talking about going to Outback again, aren't you? Fire things up at Outback Steakhouse. For a limited time, try our Bloomin' Fried Shrimp or get fresh with our new strawberry salad. Go big with our bone-in ribeye or the filet and grilled shrimp on the barbie. Then cool off with a cucumber crush or peanut koala. Try them all before they're gone. Let's Outback. And then it's funny because uh, then Etta Candy mentions the general, and she's like, whatever Darnell wants, die. You sure got it. I haven't heard so much heavy, heavy breathing since my last obscene phone call. <laughs> and then Wonder Woman's like, or Diana's like, I don't find it flattering, Etta. Since I made it clear, I'm not interested in his attentions or his protection. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. So then they yeah. go back home, and they talk about how their rent has been raised, and so therefore they need to find a new roommate to cover the cost, right? And just yeah, the like record, their, their rent was three hundred dollars a month, and the, and the landlord jacked it up to four fifty a month. Right. Holy hell! Yeah, that's, that's I think that's illegal, isn't it? It's illegal here. Yeah, anyway. yeah, fifty percent hike. Yikes! Yeah, it's crazy. So anyway, um, so then of course so this is where. This is where the plot takes a turn for the worse. So then someone knocks at the door and introduces herself. And well, basically... well, Diana has to get the door because uh, Ed is eating again. Oh, uh, right. She's... That's true. Yeah. She's, she's got like, her hands full. On a piece of cake. She's eating a piece of cake. Great. Right? <laughs> and so this woman introduces herself. Her name is Helen um, Alexandros. And she yep. she's here to, to see about the spare room. So Etta has already you know been looking for a roommate. And then she's like... Oh, uh, actually, Miss Prince, I think, um, oh, sorry, she's carrying something. So then Diana's like, might I help you with those? And she's like, well, actually, Miss Prince, I think one of them belongs to you. So it's the briefcase, right, from earlier. So it looks yeah. like she's the one that fished it out of the garbage. <laughs> yeah. um, and and then, she had called earlier. She had called the uh, Pentagon earlier. Because, you know, that's what you do. You find a briefcase, you call the Pentagon. Right. And she, right. Had, she had talked to Etta Candy, and Etta told her to bring it by, and that they're looking for a roommate. So Etta kind of already had this set up. So, right, uh, right. And this is where it gets confusing because then she's like, the men who were expecting it, they came down after all the excitement, and I heard your name mentioned along with the colonels. They said you both worked at the Pentagon, so I decided to try calling you there. Like, this whole thing is just whatever. They yeah. should have shown it, but whatever, that's fine. It's just Roy Thomas. Yeah, it's yeah. Roy the boy. Um, <laughs> and then and then we get a little hint at her origin, which is like, uh, and well, I guess I may as well admit it. Men frighten me a little. They always have. I suppose it comes from being so plain all my life, not to mention the skin problem. And then Etta Kane is yeah. like, yeah, that can be tough on a girl, right? Want a piece of cake? <laughs> 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 and then and then the next panel, Diana's like walking out the door. And then Etta Kane is like, hey, maybe later we can go out for pizza. You know, whatever she says. Ridiculous. Yep, that's what she says. Yeah. She's all, everything, every scene she's in, she's talking about food. So Diana takes a shower. And we get to see a shot of uh, Diana in the shower. In ecstasy. So, uh, yeah, All it. bubbled up, yep. yep. Anyway. And, and, and then uh, Edda checks in on uh, Helen, the new roommate. Yeah. And I'll see you later after you unpack. And then when Edda leaves, we get a full backstory of Helen Alexandros. Right. This woman. And as soon as I saw this page, I was like, oh, fuck. I got to read this. <laughs> <laughs> And apparently michael this homely girl with the bad skin condition uh is actually a ballerina right because that's what you see a lot of ballerinas that are homely girls with <laughs> bad skin conditions and she was so good at dancing but they want to let her have a good part because uh, of her skin and she's so homely looking right so she she yelled to the gods 
why I hate everybody. Uh, help me, gods, or whatever. Right. And uh, who heard her, her pleas for help? Ares, the god of war. Right. And, and basically, I mean, what a coincidence that she thought to call to the Greek gods, and a Greek god answered, right? Yeah. I mean, it worked out. Well, right. That's the way it works out. You yeah. call the gods, and they answer. Right. I do it every evening. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Look how successful I've been. Yeah. Uh, so Ares comes in, and he, he says, uh, I'm going to make you the silver swan. I don't know. Something like that. Yeah, and, something uh, like that. And he says, you can be the silver swan for one up to one hour. You'll be beautiful. All men will want you. You'll be super powerful. But if you uh, defeat Wonder Woman, if you kill Wonder Woman, uh, because Ares hates Wonder Woman, I will make you the silver swan for life. Like, you, forever, you know, right? Forever. Yeah. And also, I mean, we're trying to make this brief, but he also demonstrated all her powers to her. So, like, he showed her that she can fly. He showed her that she's super strong. And she also has, like, a, a deadly, like, singing voice i guess yeah it's it, i guess it's kind of like banshee of the x-men she can scream right. and like right. wreck things right so now she's got her mission i gotta go kill wonder woman so then we flash back again to where she saw the briefcase and she saw diana prince put the briefcase in the garbage can but then we then she saw her turn into wonder woman so now she knows her secret identity but like do we is it clear why she was there like no. She doesn't know Diana Prince. Does she know Diana Prince is Wonder Woman? Well, now she does. No. It, it just says here, uh, she began to study the itinerary of Wonder Woman. I don't know how she has an yeah. itinerary. And learned that she had seen been seen recently in the company of Colonel Steve Trevor. So she's like, there was a simple matter with, okay. with the help of Mars to contact foreign agents concerning a certain delivery Trevor was to make. So she basically tracked down... Yeah, Wonder with the help Woman. of Mars. Oh, that's Ares, yeah. just the Roman name for Ares. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. yeah, and so then it, it was, but it was Captain Diana Prince she saw hiding a valued briefcase in, the, in a Washington garbage can. It was someone else that Diana turned into Wonder Woman. So she's got a plain Jane alter ego too. Anyway, yeah. I really, I really hate when Roy Thomas adds in those little uh, extraneous. You know, it's just like, hey, look, it's a, it's, you know, a woman flying and she's a babe. You know, like I really, yeah. that's the worst part of his writing. But anyway. Yes, I agree. <laughs> so anyway, so we flash back. So now she's in her apartment, I guess. And she's, uh, yeah, she know, turned into Silver Swan in right. her apartment. Yeah. She, she's kind of, uh, stocky as well, eh? Yeah, a little thick. Yeah, I think that's just bit. the way Gene Colan draws women. But anyway. <clears throat> Uh, well, give me well at least uh, Wonder Woman's supposed to be an Amazon. You know? She's supposed to be right. a big, strong, powerful woman. Um, so then we see Diana getting out of her shower. So yeah, this is what the boys like. And yep. she uh, she puts a little lasso around her feet and she's bringing up her body. We get to see some uh, Wonder Woman butt there, Michael. Look at that in the shadow. That's true. Ooh, naked Wonder Woman butt. Jeez, I didn't realize that. Yeah, that is naked. But they shadow it, so I guess technically it's not. She's naked, but yeah, she's naked there. Wow. Um, so then the lasso goes up and bang, she's Wonder Woman. And right. she jumps out the window. She calls for a invisible jet, and off she goes. But because uh, she has to deliver that briefcase to the Pentagon and uh, you know the, the people in power, and but the Silver Swan follows her. And she's flying behind her invisible jet. Right. And then Wonder Woman uh, tries to like call to her, Silver Swan. What do you want? No answer. But how could she have found me when I'm in my invisible robot plane? Good question. <laughs> yeah, robot um, plane. So then she just. Does what anyone would do, jumps out of the plane. 
<laughs> I, I guess she's hoping to catch an air current. Um, <laughs> yes. So then she uh, she lands on the ground and uh, and then as she's like falling down, Silver Swan grabs the uh, briefcase out of her hands. Yep. What in Pluto's name? But then she kind of wrestles it back and they end up having a tug of war and they rip the handle off. And now, so now and, and, and this is all while they're in the air. Yeah, Wonder you're right. That, that's what's hard yeah. to tell because in the one panel, her foot is touching the bottom of the panel. So I thought maybe she'd already yeah. landed, but no. Because yes. then in the next panel, it's still at the bottom. So it's kind of like Jean Colon should have drawn her legs bent up or something. So they didn't look like they were touching yeah. the edges of the panel. But anyway. Because then in the next panel, you clearly see she's still falling. Right, and right. She, and she throws the briefcase at the, right. uh, the generals. Now, were these were these generals, like, were they know, did they know she was on her way? Or they're just, no, they're just I, I don't them. know. She's like, I've got a briefcase to deliver by Air Express. She just throws it at them. <laughs> so the, it must be, I, I'm assuming it's not breakables in there because she's already left yeah. it in a garbage can and now whipped <laughs> it at the ground at these two guys. So uh, anyway... <laughs> So now uh, she's been so yeah, falling for 15 minutes. Uh, sorry, yeah, but she says, but anytime there's a halfway decent wind current around, I can <laughs> at least ride it as I'd ride an ocean wave. Yeah. I had no idea she could do this, and it is so stupid. Just, Still uh, better than flying, uh, though, I think. Still better than flying. I guess, but I would just rather her plummet to the ground like a rock. You know? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, so then, yes, yeah, she starts fighting Silver Swan. And yeah, then, Silver Swan cracks her one. Boom, punches her. Yep, yep. Thram. And then she like gets knocked behind these bushes. <laughs> yeah. and, and then basically they're fighting, fighting. Uh, you know what I was waiting for, Michael? Like when, uh, remember we did that the issue with, uh, what is it, Captain Midnight? And he, oh. he went behind the bushes yeah. and turned to Captain Midnight. <laughs> I was waiting for Captain Midnight to pop up. Oh boy, that would be great. <laughs> oh man. That's a big still bicycle the gold standard, yep. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah wonder woman is getting the upper hand so silver swan decides to unleash her killer voice and like i oh and just like yeah like knocks her over with her singing yeah and uh yeah she like smashes through some bricks or whatever so then this is where it gets kind of wonky the plotting so starts to actually i shouldn't say that continues to be wonky then silver swan lands and the guys are all like, you must be the silver swan we heard about. That's right. The one who caught those spies. Look at her, guys. She's gorgeous. But then we cut over and it says moments later. So now, obviously, silver swan has had time to talk some more. So then yep. Wonder Woman's like, why don't you ask her why she tried to kill me? <laughs> yeah. yeah, Wonder Woman's all beat up. She's yeah. like hunched over. Right. And her dialogue, the lettering on the dialogue is all wonky. Like she's right. beat up, you know? Yeah. And then, and then the general's like, oh, she already explained all about that, Wonder Woman. Glad to see you're not hurt badly, though. She says it was all an unfortunate misunderstanding because she thought you were stealing it. And you believe that? Why would I lie? Well put, Silver Swan, and thanks again. <laughs> <laughs> You're as patriotic as you are lovely, and that's saying a lot. Yep, and then she just flies off. Okay, thank you, General Darnell. And now, au revoir. And then Wonder Woman's like, wait! She's flying off. Yet I'm sure she landed in order to finish, finish me. Why did she change her mind? And then, of course, Roy the boy comes to the rescue. The answer to that, alas, will be revealed in the very near future. But just now, at a certain hospital. So that's the end of that. So now we cut yep. away to what they used to call an epilogue. Right, Mike Dell? <laughs> sure, yeah. Steve Trevor in the hospital. Yep, Steve Trevor in the hospital. And we see this guy. Uh, sorry, that's, no, that, that's, that's a woman. That's the female doctor again, Mike Dell. <laughs> Whoops. Okay. 
And then, uh, so the woman is, the female doctor is talking to someone in the shadows. Yes. And, and the, the guy in the shadows is like, as you can clearly see, Dr. Prescott, my papers are all in perfect order. Yes, but it's still very risky to move a patient in Colonel Trevor's condition. I take full responsibility for the move, my dear doctor. After all, one must be doubly trustworthy, doesn't one, when one has a name like Dr. Psycho. And this, of course, <laughs> is one of Wonder Woman's oldest villains, Dr. Psycho. Oh, he is? Yep, See, I he never is. heard of him. No yep. idea who this guy is. Uh, he, he seems very small, like a dwarf. Is, is he? Because he's like looking up at that dog. Yeah, yeah. He's supposed to be like a little guy. Yeah. Okay. And so, what does he have powers or anything? Or I don't think so. I think he's just like a really clever psychologist. <laughs> well, here, yeah, you might want to change your last name then. You know, like I don't know. yeah, yeah. Those are those are different times. You know. Yeah. So that's it. Next issue: <sighs> Psycho, the Silver Swan, plus the coming of Captain Wonder. Who's That's Captain right. Wonder? Captain Wonder, from what I remember, is a guy who's dressed in a male version of a Wonder Woman costume. <laughs> the Star Spangled <laughs> Underpants? I'd have to look that up. I'm not sure about I that. I hope not. That would be disturbing. Yeah. So Cap there it is. Wonder Woman issue 288 from 1982. Wonder Woman is busting loose. Wow. Yep. Michael, what the hell? What are you doing to us, Michael? I tried. Hey, I went for Roy the Boy. I thought he wouldn't disappoint us, but I was wrong. Uh, Roy, Tho Roy Thomas wrote, uh, we've talked about him before in the show, So, uh, but he wrote Wonder Woman's 288. Oh, this is his first one. Through yep. 296. And then he came back to write issue 300. And that was all from 82 to 83. And here's an interesting note, Michael. Thomas's wife, Dan, D-A-N-N, I guess uh, short for Danette, uh, she co-wrote issue 300, making her the first woman to ever get a scripted credit on Wonder Woman. That's crazy, yep. As a writer. Now, in the old days, Michael, the first woman to actually write Wonder Woman was Joy Hummel, uh, who was a student of Marston's, and she did some fill-in issues for him during the 1940s, but she was never credited. Ah, So Roy, Roy Thomas's wife is the first to get credit. And then uh, Trina Robbins, who co-wrote and drew uh, Legend of Wonder Woman miniseries in 1986, was like the next one, I think. That's right. And and then, we interviewed her. She's great. And she was also the first woman to draw Wonder Woman. Yes, true, true. 1986. It's pretty crazy that it takes that long to get a woman to write Wonder Woman or to draw Wonder Woman. Right. Um, yeah, it is crazy. And it wasn't until Gail Simone then came in. She was like the longest running regular female writer. Mm -hmm. um, There's a couple other uh, women. I think uh, one named Mindy, maybe? Mindy something? Oh, Newell? Mindy New Newell. Yeah, she was great. Yeah. She did Wonder Woman right before the, the Crisis reboot. Yep. Yeah, and then uh, Gail Simone was the most famous of them. Did you read the Gail Simone stuff? Yeah, it's pretty good, actually, yep. Mm -hmm. Hey, who's your buddy that drew Wonder Woman? The comic book syndicate, you guys? Uh, you mean Yannick uh, Paquette? Yes. Yes. Right, he he drew Wonder Woman, right? Yes, he did Wonder Woman Earth 1, book 1, and book 2, yep. And there's a book 3 and, coming out. And then he put Jolie in one of the issues? He did, and yeah, yep, yep absolutely. She's famous now. And he, he's a really good artist, by the way. He's a great he's artist. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, very good. <clears throat> All right. So uh, Gene Colan, of course, does the art here. And he drew Wonder Woman's 288 to 305. And that's from 82 to 83. I'm surprised he was actually on that many issues. Because, like I said, I don't think his art matches Wonder Woman at all. Yeah, I think this – well, this was supposed to be kind of like, a, you know, another reboot where this is the new direction for Wonder Woman. But then it just didn't last long. 
yeah, maybe they're trying to get like a grittier feel to it with the right. art, but um, it, the art and the dialogue certainly don't match. Like the dialogue's so goofy, yeah, and the art's kind of yeah. I, I I love Gene Colan. I just don't think he's right for Wonder Woman. Right, uh, right, so. right. Um, well, I don't know, Michael. <laughs> I think we've talked about the uh, the writing and art and everything throughout the issue, but the dialogue's terrible. The plot's terrible. Um, I don't know. But there's something you're forgetting, and that's entertainment value. <laughs> this was not okay. entertaining at all. This I was I was more. Here's the thing: is that this is mm. this goes almost back to like a review of Starbrand. Even though Starbrand was garbage, you know, I continue to read the rest of the series, right? <laughs> <laughs> I see you tweeting out occasional Starbrand right, references. Right, right. I'm mm. on number I think nine now. But anyway, so does it I'm get actually, better? Is yeah, it better by nine? Kind of, yeah, because. Jim Shooter gets a little bit better, and then he leaves, and Carrie Bates takes over, and he gets much better. But, but wor- worst dialogue: Jim Shooter, Roy Thomas, or Jack Kirby? Ooh, yeah, that's a good that's a good question. I'd ooh. probably go Shooter. I don't know, man. Uh but he, ooh, yeah, he's done better. He's done some good. He at least has some good dialogue, whereas Jack Kirby has no good dialogue, and Roy Thomas Shooter. has his moments. Shooter's really good at the plotting, I think, right. and like the big the big picture stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I don't know, man. They're all ugh, Roy Thomas, just not a fan, not a fan at all. So <sighs> yeah, the thing is, is he's written he wrote like a hundred issues of Avengers that I plan to read because they're you know <laughs> they're considered classic issues by. John yeah. Buscema and Neil Adams, so I got to read them, right? But it's going to be tough good to get luck. through those. Yeah, but good anyway. luck. Yeah. Uh, and again, Colin's art here is fine. Um, it's not his best work, but uh, again, I just don't think it matches Wonder Woman. Right. All right. So one out of ten, Michael. Woo. Man, it depends how you're measuring it, but <laughs> since I'm including entertainment value, I will give it a five out of ten. Again, there is no entertain. What is entertaining about this? There is no entertainment value here. I'll, like this is what it is. When I'm reading it, I have a big smile on my face. That's what the <laughs> how bad it is. is. Like again, there's a fine line between bad awesome, like that Captain Midnight story, and and just bad bad. And this is bad bad. This is not good. Yeah. I would still rather read this though than a modern comic. That's the difference. Wow! Yeah. Yikes! Scathing indictment of modern comics. Um, I will give it a two. Um, <laughs> so is that, is one, that your lowest it, yet? No, I've given twos out before. Okay. I've never given a one. Have I given a one? I don't. I don't, I don't know. know. Maybe that Doctor Who. <laughs> that was. I gave that one a nine. I think. But anyway, I think. Yeah. Uh, give it a two um, because again, I like Colin, and uh, you know he does. There's some good pictures of Wonder Woman in here. I get to see naked Wonder Woman bum mm-hmm. um, putting up the lasso and stuff. So. I don't know, it's fine, but uh, yeah, 2 out of 10. 2 out of 10. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) She had to fly back to Paradise Island to ask her mom if she should wear a halter top. I don't mind that, though, because, I mean, Wonder Woman's mother is the queen of the Amazons. That's like, (laughs) that didn't even, like, make me flinch, you know? (laughs) It made me flinch. Hmm. She put the top secret plans in a garbage can. That was bad. (laughs) Yeah, that was bad. Uh, I don't know. Just terrible, terrible, terrible stuff. All right, Michael. Next week we'll try and uh, re- rebound from this. Woo! What do you got? So I want I wanted to find an an obscure 1970s Marvel book that we've never discussed or talked about. 
And so we're going to go from 1976, Black Goliath, issue four. Whoa. Black nice. Goliath. Are you familiar with Black Goliath? Of, of course. I actually read the story where he first becomes, uh, well, because he changed his name to, what was it? It was a giant man? Yeah. Yeah. Because he know. was Black Goliath first, then he was giant man, right? Yeah. No idea. I have no yeah. history with this character at all. Uh, but but again, if you were black and you were a superhero in the seventies, you had to put black in your name somehow. That's true. Uh, well, that's I guess true. <clears throat> I guess Luke Cage broke that in Falcon, <clears throat> but normally Bla- you got black yeah man. Black Goliath, Black Panther, Black Lightning. It's probably more. Mm-hmm. So why'd you pick yeah. number four? Oh, well, there's only five. Okay. So <laughs> I went with four because the the villain in this is a fella named Stilt Man. That's oh. right. Stiltman, Daredevil's longtime foe. Because if you read the early Daredevil, he fights Stiltman about, you know, every third issue he's fighting Stiltman. <laughs> so this is great. Stiltman versus Black Goliath. The writer here is someone named Chris Claremont. Nice. Never heard of him. Never heard of him. Yeah. And uh, the artist is Rich Buckland, who we've also talked about before. Right. But, cool. Black Goliath, number four. I'm definitely going to try and read the first three issues before I read this one. Also, as a bonus, the cover is drawn by Jack Kirby. Yep, I see so. that here. That's pretty cool. Yep. So there you go. Uh, well, all right. Awesome. Well, every week we do a different Bronze Age comic rotating between my picks and Mike Dell's picks. We drop a new episode every Tuesday, and we've been going a year strong now. So you can Really? Find, Has yeah. it been a year officially? Well, you figure there's 52 weeks in a year, and we're at episode oh, that's right. 56. So. <laughs> I didn't, I, I, didn't, I didn't know if you were on the metric system up in Canada, no, so maybe no. you have different weeks in a year. <laughs> and we, I, I was thinking, oh, that's right. <laughs> Mike Al, I'm thinking, oh, yeah, didn't we start this in August? Is it really August? It's September. We're into September. <laughs> uh, in and my we, mind, I'm supposed to think it's like July. And we also September. mentioned the one-year anniversary on the air. <laughs> and to celebrate, I got <laughs> Kevin uh, Jank to come on, remember? Oh, that's right. It was super <laughs> Right. This has all been wiped from your memory. <laughs> this is all this is all new to me. Oh, uh, that's funny. I feel like that's Steve Trevor from a different universe. My yeah, memory's that's been the wiped. problem. That's the problem. <laughs> you feel, it feels like your soul is trying to escape to another dimension. <laughs> that's the problem. To another world. Yeah. All right. So yeah, so you can find us on uh, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, all under Comic Book Syndicate, of course, to make it as confusing as hell. Um, so yeah. until next Tuesday, this has been Flea Market Fantasy. So disperse. How about we heat things up tonight? Ooh, how so? Get a little fresh. Add some steam, sizzle, and spice. <laughs> Wait, you're talking about going to Outback again, aren't you? Fire things up at Outback Steakhouse. For a limited time, try our Bloomin' Fried Shrimp or get fresh with our new strawberry salad. Go big with our bone-in ribeye or the filet and grilled shrimp on the barbie. Then cool off with a cucumber crush or peanut koala. Try them all before they're gone. Let's Outback. NerdWallet offers the information you need to make financial decisions that are truly personal. With NerdWallet's side-by-side comparisons, easy-to-use calculators, and straightforward simulators, you have tools for even the most complicated money questions and topics, and it's free for users. The award-winning NerdWallet team can help you choose credit cards, mortgages, and more. 
Find the smartest financial products for you on NerdWallet.com or in app stores by downloading the NerdWallet app.